Hey everybody, I am Stephen Westaway and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 21. We are less than four hours away from the start of the round and my apologies for the lateness of this podcast. It's been a busy week for me but I'm excited to talk all the latest in the World of Rugby League and preview all the matches this weekend. If you haven't, please remember to like the page at Steve's NRL Footy Tips. It is the best way to stay notified on Facebook of all the latest updates. So go to that page and like it for me. Subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast each and every week, and leave a review. It helps get the podcast out there. I mean, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and everywhere you guys listen to your favorite podcast. So thanks for the support you guys have shown me throughout the first three years of the podcast. We're going to continue to grow, and I'm hoping to have some guests on the next few weeks as we approach and get into final football. And as you guys know, it's a really exciting time of the year. Some teams are starting to hit some form. We've also had some injuries that have hit some major teams and have disrupted their preparation for the finals, including, and most prominently, the Penrith Panthers, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary, both out long-term for them after Nathan Cleary got sent off in the Parramatta Eels victory against them last Friday night. For a spear tackle, Nathan Cleary received five weeks suspension. Likewise, Pat Garrigan for the Broncos, he's out for four weeks due to a late third meeting kind of... Um, Unfortunate tackle that, that broke Jackson Hastings' leg. So he's gone and Mitchell Moses has a broken finger. So he's going to be out of action until uh, the finals as well for the Parramatta Eels. So a lot of disruptions. There's top four spots up for grabs. And really at this point of the season, with Manly and the Dragons suffering recent losses, they're both still a chance to make the top eight. But the likely two that are going to be going for the last spot by the look of it is the Sydney Roosters and the Canberra Raiders. Now, teams like the Parramatta Eels and the South Sydney Rabbitohs aren't necessarily safe and they could still miss out in the top eight as well. But really and realistically, those teams only probably have to win one or two games each to uh, to secure their spot. So it looks like it's going to be between the Roosters and the Raiders. It's going to be a... Um, I think this could go down to the final round to decide who makes the finals. And the, for the Raiders, they've got a, an easier run than most. They don't really verse any teams after this week in the top eight. The only team they have left is Penrith, who, of course, are um, you know, a powerhouse of this competition. But Canberra have come up against them at the right time of the year. For the Roosters, things are substantially tougher. I mean, they've got... Um, the Rabbitohs in the final round at the opening of the new stadium. They've got the Brisbane Broncos tonight. And um, they've got some tough matches in between, including the Cowboys. Um, and as well as there's another tough team as well, the Storm as well, before the end of the regular season. So, you know, they're two points ahead, I believe. Are they two? No, they're tied. So they're, they're headed for and against of Canberra on the ladder. But... It's going to be um, a big ask for the Roosters to continue to lift because if Canberra can get a win this week against Penrith, I feel like they're, they're shoe-ins to get a finals position this year on the Telstra Premiership ladder. But as you know, I am recording this podcast late and the football's not long away from starting. So let's get into all the action for around 21. And as I mentioned, if you guys haven't liked the podcast, subscribe, review, leave, do all that good stuff for me. And let's get right into the action for round 21 of the NRL Telstra Premiership for 2022. And all the action of round 21 kicks off tonight from 7.50pm at the Sydney Cricket Ground up there at Moore Park when the Sydney Roosters host the Brisbane Broncos. And 
This is shaping up to be a crucial match for both teams. The Broncos suffered a surprise loss last week to the Tigers, and they weren't anywhere near their best. It was a pretty um, awful performance by them, but the Tigers really came to play in that game, and they underestimated their opponents, and that's what happened. So they find themselves now the top four, so they need a win to get back in touch of that. The Roosters, they uh, cruised to a 20-10 victory over the Manly Seagulls last Thursday night, which seems like such a long time ago now, but obviously there was the Pride jersey controversy for Manly. We had seven of their players out. The Roosters scored in the second minute, and I think they kind of put the the pedal off the gas, so to speak, and um, allowed Manly to get back in that game, and they really struggled for the rest of the matchup in terms of motivation from an outsider's point of view. So it's going to be an interesting match tonight. Obviously, I've already stressed on this podcast the importance of the Roosters winning as many games as they can because the Raiders have such an easy run before the finals if they want to secure their top eight spot. And, you know, with games against the Cowboys, the Storm and the Rabbitohs before the end of the regular season, they've got this game and the game against the Tigers that I feel like they need to win both of these matches. Um... And there's no ifs, buts about it. Because I think if they do lose tonight, then their season could explode. And I don't know if they'll make the top eight. So um, it's a huge game for them. And they are mostly full strength. The good news for Roosters fans, Lindsay Collins, unfortunately, he suffered another HIA. So he's going to be out of action this week. But Matt Lodge will start. And they've brought in um, a few players, the familiar faces on the bench. Guys like Terrell May and... Ben Tom Thomas, who hasn't had much football in his legs in the first grade. So be interesting to see how those guys go. For the uh, Broncos, they're pretty similar to last week. The big out is Patrick Carrigan after his uh, four-week suspension. So this week, they're going to um, start Kobe Harrington in the 13 jersey. And Palacia comes on the bench as well as Reese Kennedy. So... Um, Interesting lineup. Selwyn Cobbo's back on the wing as well. So Deloise Hiatha, who did a pretty good job, he finds himself out of the 17 as well. But as I mentioned, tonight's shaping up to be such an important game for both teams. And the Broncos have really overachieved this year in terms of um, expectations and where a lot of people thought they would be. I predicted them make the top eight, but the fact that they're still in contention for the top four shows a lot about the squad depth, considering they've had their injury concerns. But I'll be honest, though, I won't lie that I've got um, some question marks over the outside backs. Tessie knew at fullback um, with Reese Walsh coming next year and him and Tia Marie Martin kind of being in and out of the side. I'm not sold um, on his contributions as we head into the finals, to be honest, he's a solid player, but I just don't know how much uh, the Broncos have him in their long-term plans there at the moment. And uh, Dean Marina, who's who made his debut last week, he's also in the centres this week, and he's going to be marking up against either Manu or Momotrosky, depending on what way the Roosters um, and the Broncos want to line up there on game day. So, you know, I've got some question marks there, and I feel like the Broncos were in really good touch up until last week. And... Um, you know, I thought that this would come at some point in the season. They would have a little bit of a downward period, just like the North Queensland Cowboys have been suffering recently as well. I know they had a big win against the Dragons last week, but their performances probably haven't been as impressive as we've been used to in 2022. And the Roosters, for me, are just building confidence every week. Um, as I mentioned, it wasn't a great performance against Manly, but what I saw was I saw a confident football team again. Their forward pack really... Um, took advantage of the situation against Manly last week. And, you know, I want to see him be more ruthless because the Broncos' forward pack probably not as impressive as we've seen it this year. And the likes of Huss and Cape, well, really going to have to lead 
um, some of these young guys, and especially their young players off the bench, and, and get them to step up to face this big Roosters unit where we've got Hargraves and Lodge that will be running havoc and um, some experienced heads in Crichton and Victor Radley. So I feel like um, if the Roosters can get over the top of the Broncos early, their halves still a work in progress, Kiri and Walker, but the form of Manu and the form of Tedesco should be enough to get the Roosters over the line tonight. And as I mentioned, I think it's a must-win game for the Roosters. If they don't win tonight, I don't think they're going to be playing finals football in 2022. That's how important I think this match is. And the Broncos have a really good record over the Roosters, and the Roosters kind of struggle against them. And I believe the last time these two teams played at the SCG, the Broncos actually got the chocolates last year. So... Um, I'm expecting a, a, a good game, a good quality match. I think both teams will be up for it, but I've got the Roosters by eight to kickstart round 21. Friday Night Football kickstarts at 6 p.m. from Amy Park and the Melbourne Storm host the Gold Coast Titans. And if there's one spot every week where the Gold Coast Titans should be playing, it's the 6 p.m. Friday night game because, let me tell you, the season just keeps getting from bad to worse. They were in the game last weekend against the Raiders at certain points, but overall... This is a football team for me that seems like they're a long way away from a victory. And somehow Justin Holbrook still has a job. And again, I don't want to petition to get coaches sacked at all because, you know, I know um, I can realize how hard of a job being a head coach in the NRL can be. And, you know, the squad just isn't there for Holbrook to really do too much with. But at the same time, they just don't seem to be improving. They seem to be regressing each and every week, in my opinion. And um, Toby Sexton, who's played every game for the Titans this year, has got the axe this week. Tana Boyd and AJ Brimson are going to be the halves. And Jaden Campbell slots back in that fullback role. So we'll see if that adds any spark to their side. I mean, Brimson plays great at fullback. I don't necessarily rate him as a 5'8", but Jaden Campbell's an exciting young player. So to get back him back in the team, um, you know, might give them a little bit of confidence that they can score some more points, but they're versing a Melbourne Storm team that we all know they've struggled as of late, and Nick Meaney was the latest casualty in terms of their injury problems last week. He's gone for a concussion this week, but there was fears that the AC joint in his shoulder could have been worse, and he could have missed the entire season. So really good news there for the Storm, and during the week they've signed David Norfoluma, who has slotted straight in. He's going to play for the Storm for the rest of the year before returning to the Tigers in 2023, and you know, it's a timely inclusion. Xavier Coates is also listed in the reserves this week, so he could come back in and take the other wing spot. But um, I hope he does, because if you look at this Storm team, they're 1-5. to five. Wishart, Norfoluma, Save, Anderson, and Laramere. Now, there's a lot of potential in that 1-5, to five, but really that's probably the worst, on paper at least, outside backs we've seen the Storm name in years. And... Um, you know, we all know Tyron Wishart had trouble at fullback earlier this year, and I think he's an exciting young player. But even with, um, you know, Coates coming back in the team, I expect he will line up at wing, and I wouldn't be surprised if Cameron Munster shifts to the fullback position like he's done so many times in the past. And, you know, when Slater was out, you know, five, six years ago, it was probably the informed fullback in the competition. So I have no doubt that Cameron Munster could handle that. And then you'll just have to decide whether Wishart starts or he comes off the bench. And, um, you know, they potentially shift Harry Grant to 5'8". They've also got Cooper Johns in the 21. So the Storm have options there in terms of who to play in this spine. But for me, um, despite their issues and the fact that they weren't overly impressive when they finally got their first win 
um, in a major length of time for them after their four losses in a row against the Warriors last week. I still feel like they're going to have way too much this weekend for a Gold Coast Tide tied that is just waiting for the end of the year. They're waiting for their Mad Monday and... You know, unfortunately, I think they're destined for the wooden spoon. Now, they could rise in the last five weeks and say, you know what, we're going to prove that we're better than this season has shown so far. But overall, when we compare what the two teams are playing for, the Titans are playing to, you know, try to get any dignity back on their side. But the Storm's playing for a top four spot, and I feel like Craig Bellamy's going to have them pumped and raring to go on Friday night. I don't think they're going to underestimate the Titans, and I expect the Storm to be big winners Maybe not as big as some people expect, but I think the Storm handily win. I'm going to go Melbourne by 18 on Friday night. And the second game of Friday night football shapes up to be an intriguing contest and perhaps could be the game of the round when the Manly Sea Eagles host the Parramatta Eels from Four Pines Park up there in Brookvale from 7.55pm. And for Manly, there's been reports this week that the club is divided due to the Pride scandal. But regardless of that, they're... Players that did boycott last week will return this week. The likes of Tupanua, Olukuatu, Jason Saab, Josh Schuster, Sipley, and Kohler. Also in the 22-man squad, back and healthy, is Ben Trojevich and Brad Parker. So this is probably the most healthy side Manly's name for a number of months now. Obviously, Tommy Turbo, their leader, is still out. Um, perhaps for the rest of the year, if they do manage to scrape into the finals, he might be able to play for them, but that's a long way off from happening. And... You know, they're facing a tough opponent this week in the Parramatta Eels, who are coming off an impressive win last week over the Penrith Panthers. And the disappointing part for Parramatta was that they were, you know, had a significant lead at halftime. It was 30-4. to Nathan Cleary had been sent off, but they were up to play in that first 20 minutes. They really impressed me with the intensity that they took to Penrith, and it just shows you how good Parramatta can be when they're focused and they're on top of their game and they want to be there and their heads are screwed on. But in that second half, it just showed you all the worst attributes of Parramatta. They were outscored by a team that, you know, were down to 12 men and were just trying to get some respect back. But like the Channel 9 commentary team mentioned, Parramatta should have been ruthless in that game and they should have really put 50 on the board against Penrith. And, um, you know, they're great teams in this competition. They see any weakness in the opposition defensive line. They take advantage of it, and I think the Parramatta could have done a better job of exposing that for Penrith in the second half, even though the game was already wrapped up. And I think that's just a mental thing that Parramatta have to work out. But, you know, without their inspirational leader in Mitchell Moses, their halfback head of action, Jacob Harfer, is going to slot back into the seven jersey. And I know he's a controversial figure with his dad being the coach, but... I've also heard reports this week that Clint Gufson could come in and fill her on the halves and Hayes Perham could go back and fullback, but they stuck solid with Arthur and you know, I think that his kicking game is gonna be crucial to their success because I don't think Dylan Brown is a you know, he's a very good player, but I, his game management skills might leave a little bit to be desired and you know, I don't know how much kicking someone like Clint Gustin is going to do for him as well. So the responsibility really falls on the hands of Jacob Arthur to lead this side. And if I'm mainly, I'm looking to expose him more game. I'm getting those big forwards, the likes of Ola Kuwatu and Andrew Davey to be running him all night. And really in this game, at Brookvale, where Manly have such a good record in front of their home faithful, I think the difference might be the halves, Foran and Cherry Evans, their experience. They've played together for a long period of time. But in saying that, Ken Des has to rally this team together, and he's a, one of the best coaches we've ever seen, Des Hasler. But 
if the reports are to be believed, and they might not be, they might all be false and been made to make a media storm after that Pride jersey controversy last week. But if these guys can't get together, their season's on the line this week, and if they can't respond to all that pressure merely this week, then I think that their season's over. So um, I'm expecting a, a spirited performance by Manly. In saying that, I'm probably still going to lean the way of Parramatta because I really like the intensity they bring last week and I know how inconsistent they can be. But really, if Parramatta are going to be a premiership threat in 2022, they have to be taking some big form into the finals. And I know it's going to be tough about Mitchell Moses, but they can't be taking losses into the finals and not playing a confident brand of football. I think Brad Arthur understands that i think um, they're going to he's going to instill that into the squad this week to refocus after that heavy win but you know for me these two teams are very form based and confidence based outfits and whoever starts the game well could go on and and take the game but really to toss the coin i'm just going to lead Parramatta um because i feel like it's starting to come together i don't know if it's going to come together enough for them to win the premiership this year but i feel like they can be a threat come finals time and even if merely scrape into the finals for me, I don't know if they're a team that, even with Tommy back, and you know, I don't know if he would be 100% if he was to return, I don't know if they're a team that can do damage to any of the heavyweights in the competition. And I think me and I think Parramatta, based on what they've shown, shown this year, they're the only team to beat Penrith. They've done it twice. They can cause some massive upsets if they're to get there um, and be a hope late in the season. So yeah, I'm going to go Parramatta by six points on Friday night. All right, we're up to my favourite time of the week now. It's Super Saturday. Three big games coming your way, and the action starts up at the Sunshine Coast with South Sydney taking their home game. The Rabbitohs versus the Warriors at 3pm from the Sunshine Coast. And the Rabbitohs, they suffered such a... a lot. It's hard to even put in words, but it was, a, I guess, a demoralising loss last weekend against the Sharks on Super Saturday. I think they were the better team. They forced at the golden point. They showed... Great resilience to get back in that game after being down halfway through the second half. But really, they dominated proceedings early. They should have went on with it. They'll try Mitchell misses three field goals in front of the post almost a couple of them were. So, um, you know, they're going to be lamenting their chances and hoping that they can improve those little game management areas of their game. But they're versing a Warriors side that, um, you know, kind of like the Titans. They're just carrying on and trying to wait and trying to get to the end of the season, I guess. They've had another reshuffle this week. Wade Egan's going to play 5-8 with Sean Johnson, who somehow is still in first grade. Freddie Lussick um, comes into the hooker position, and Chanel Harris-Tavita's been dropped out of the side with Falkman. So, you know, the Warriors, you never know what you're going to get with them. They were competitive um, for a while against the Storm last weekend, but they never really felt like they were in that game. Similar stories when they versed teams like um, the Parramatta Eels a few weeks ago as well, where you think they could do some damage, but they ultimately fade away late. And as well, the the game against the Raiders from a few weekends ago as well. So for me, the Warriors are just a team that they're going to um, leak a lot of points, unfortunately. Up at the Sunshine Coast, it's going to be a beautiful afternoon. You would expect up there, and I think points would be free-flowing. The Rabbitohs' defense does concern me, but they should be strong enough to get the win um, on Saturday afternoon, and I think it'll do them a world of good considering the hard run the Rabbitohs got left, and, you know, they need this win to secure their place in the top eight, but they can also potentially still go on a run to compete for the top four spots as well. So, um, huge afternoon for the Rabbitohs. They've plenty to play for. The Warriors don't. I expect the Rabbitohs to be big victors on Saturday afternoon, and 
Um, Latrell Mitchell was especially quiet last week. I expect to bounce back by him, and I think that him and Cody Walker's combination could um, result in a lot of points for South Sydney. I got the Rabbitohs by 30 points to kickstart Super Saturday. We could have the match of the round at 5.30 on Super Saturday. The Canberra Raiders host the Penrith Panthers from GIO Stadium at Canberra. The Raiders, they've we've mentioned at the kickstart of the show, they've got such a manageable run into the finals where they can steal a top eight spot away from the Sydney Roosters or perhaps another team. And this week shapes up to be their greatest challenge before the finals. And, you know, usually when you verse the Penrith Panthers, you've got to go well reversing the best the rugby league world has to offer. But no Cleary, no Luai. Their halves this week are going to be Jamin Salmon, who's starting his first game since 2019, and Sean O'Sullivan. And really, the Raiders should be in a good position to take this game out on Saturday afternoon. They've been very inconsistent as of late. I don't think they were very good at all against the Titans last week, but they got the job done. But we know in front of their home crowd at Canberra how good Canberra can be. But, you know, I still expect the Panthers to be very competitive in this match and to the point where a win wouldn't surprise me. They're favourites on the betting markets, but I think that with Canberra's momentum that they've got, they've won some games in a row, and Ricky Stewart's really, I'm sure, going to do a number on his squad this week and make sure that they're prepared and ready to go. I feel like the Raiders should be winning on the weekend um, on the back of some big performances by their forwards if they're going to get over the Panthers who... As I mentioned, they're missing a lot of their fire in terms of their playmakers. They've still got such a very impressive forward pack. So I think the onus is on Papalihi and Tarpany to inspire the rest of the teams, the guys like Adam Elliott and Hudson Young that have been in such good form this year to get over the Panthers forwards. I mean, Fisher-Harris, Kiki, Liam Martin, Isaiah, yo, they're not going to go down easy. And we've seen Penrith win without their stars before. And I think that it's almost at the point where a lot of teams expect... Uh, a lot of fans expect them just to sh- turn up every week, and I'm sure they will do that. But as I mentioned, the Panthers, they're up on top of the ladder by themselves. They've got an eight-point buffer still, and I just expect them to the Raiders to um, want the victory more. They should want the victory more. If they don't, there's a big issue at the club because they've got everything to play for this weekend. They can make a statement to the rest of the rugby league world with a big win over the Panthers, who are still the Panthers despite their playmakers being out, and I expect the Raiders... To get the job done on the back of a man of the match performance by Jack Wyden, I think in the big moments he's been impressive over the last few years. I expect that trend to continue. They've got such a great victory um, winning record over the Melbourne Storm, and I think that they can do some damage if they're going to you know, make a late season run and get a top eight spot and get that eight spot and clinch it to the point where you know, in the big situations, in the big games, they can potentially upset those heavyweight favourites. But I feel like this is really a... Um, a litmus, a litmus test for them this week to prove that they they can be contenders and really to see where they're up against the um, you know the benchmark of this competition even without their stars and don't get me wrong Penrith won't go down easy but I think Canberra um, will get the win at the end of the day I'm going to go Canberra by ten points on Saturday afternoon. As I mentioned, it's a late podcast this week, so I realise that we are flying through the games. But Steve's and our all forty tips will be back to its regular longer form show next weekend. But from 7.35 on Super Saturday at Points Bet Stadium, the Cronulla Sharks will host the St. George Laura Dragons. And the Sharks, they got the the victory last Saturday night in one of the games of the season against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It was um, Nico Hines that slotted the field goal. And um, 
after a couple of losses from Matt Moyler, and I feel like the Sharks started that game poorly, but as the game built in, they um, really showed that benchmark defence to keep the Rabbitohs out for a long period of the second half, and that grit and determination that wins premierships there by Cronulla, they're a, um, a side that will never go down easy. I think they've proven it, and, you know, Dale Finucane's been such an inspirational leader for this side this year, but without him, it just shows you how important Cameron McInnes' acquisition has been to this Sharks side this year. He has been enormous... And I think that the work rate that he provided the Sharks last week was influential to the Sharks winning that game of football. Now, unfortunately, Will Kennedy, who's um, been one of the unsung heroes of the Sharks side for several years, he's out this week. So um, a young kid by the name of Cade Dykes will get his opportunity to make his first grade debut in the fullback jersey. He's beaten Lachlan Miller, who was impressive in his individual game early this season, to get that fullback spot for Cronulla. He is the son of Adam Dykes. Um, and John Dykes, the grandson of John Dykes. So uh, Cronulla Sharks and a rugby league lineage continues with a third-generation footy player coming through. So it's exciting to see for Cronulla. This game against the Dragons is a local derby, and usually um, both teams step up and show their best brand of football. But the Dragons, let's be honest, last weekend against the Cowboys, they were in the game for periods, and at 10-8, I thought, you know, well, the Dragons might be a chance here to cause a a massive upset, but they just, when things started to go wrong for the Dragons, they really went wrong, and they, I think the Cowboys scored two tries in three minutes at one point, and the Dragons had their heads down, and their confidence was shot under after that point, and the Cowboys, you know, managed to go on and be big victors, so, you know, I feel that the Dragons, they knew that that might have been their season last week, they're going to have to be really good now if they're going to make the finals from this point, and, you know, I don't think many people expected them to be finals contenders at the start of the season, but really, uh, Anthony Griffin's got a big job on his hands this week to inspire them, they've named the, the same 17 again, I still question whether Ramone is the long-term 5-8 for this club going forward, Moses Mbye, isn't a fullback. I think he'd probably be better served in the centres. And um, I know that Ramsey's out during an injury, but if you're going to name Tyrell Sloan on the bench, I think you may as well name him to start um, and then put Mbai back in the centres and Jack Bird in the second row. They haven't done that, though, the Dragons. There could be some late changes game day, but whatever this team that they run out, they've got to be better. Um, their execution has to be better. They struggle to score points at the best of times, and really their defensive efforts have been poor when they've needed them to be this year. So... I know, that, I know that might be being a bit harsh because they've been impressive at points of the season, especially when they put 32 points on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Wynn Stadium, but I feel like last week was the the, cam, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, and it was a real confidence blow to the squad, and I think that the Dragons um, might just limp through to September and the end of their season, unfortunately, and I don't know how many wins they're going to get um, for the rest of the season after that demoralising loss last week where they probably should have been better in, these, in those key moments in the second half. And as I mentioned, if they can't get up and inspired for a local derby against their rivals, the Cronulla Sharks, they probably never will be able to be. But I just got memories of being at Wynn Stadium early this year and Cronulla being way too good. I feel like that might be a similar circumstance um, come Saturday night. I've got the Sharks by 22 against the Dragons team that, in my opinion, looked down on confidence. Two games left of the round now, and the action on Sunday afternoon football kickstarts at 2pm when the Canterbury Bulldogs host the North Queensland Cowboys, and they've taken this game to Salter Oval Bundaberg. An interesting choice, but apparently the game is sold out. I'm sure the locals up there will be very excited to get some NRL, and, you know, good news for them. The Cowboys have 
gone back to their best for a big win over the Dragons last week. But the Bulldogs playing some really good football at the moment under Mick Potter. Even when they lose, they're um, you know highly competitive and. It was another good performance by them overall last week in that game against the Newcastle Knights. They probably weren't, you know, amazing, especially in that second half, but you can see the improvement off the board over the past few months since Mick Potter's taken the helm there at the Bulldogs. And, you know, if I'm the Bulldogs, I'm still seriously considering extending Mick Potter's stay for another year there and seeing what he can produce for him in 2023. And I think, you know, with all this talk around Cameron Serrano and him being unsure about whether he's going to take the top job, it might be the best move moving forward for the Canterbury Bulldogs. So um, this week, obviously, they face a, a tougher challenge than Newcastle, but um, I give them a shot because I just feel like they're they're gaining confidence each and every week. They're starting to get to the team that a lot of people expected them to be at the start of, te- of the year with all these signings, and I think that um, Matt Burden's been a revelation in this back end of the season. Jeremy Marshall King's playing a really good brand of football, and... Generally, they're not, they don't have the flashy plays that a lot of the heavyweight teams have, but they're just competing for each other. They're showing up defensively, and I know that they can leak points, but they're not, do, they're not leaking them due to a lack of effort. Um, these guys have come out in this second half of the year and really impressed me. So, well done, Bulldogs. They're versing a Cowboys team, though, that, you know, they, they weren't their best in the first half against the Dragons, but I think they really put the gas on in that second half last week and um, they're going to be about Kyle Felt this week. The Hammers stepped into the lineup, but I feel like the Cowboys are really priming for a big finals campaign um, with the injuries at the Storm and the Panthers. They're probably the heavyweight of this competition that have the strongest 17 available at this current point of the season. I feel like, um, you know, it's up for Todd Payton now not let the Cowboys get complacent. They're still fighting for a top two spot. And I think that, that top two spot for the Cowboys is so crucial in relation to their season because if they get a top two spot, they manage to win game one of the finals, which if they come second, will be home at Townsville. Then in the prelim to get to the grand final, they'll also be playing a home game at Townsville. It's absolutely crucial, um, especially considering their record outside of Queensland, for the Cowboys to nail down that home final, week one of the finals, we had a shadow of the doubt. And I feel like um, a couple weekends ago, we saw a Cowboys team really struggle in that game against the Tigers, which they probably should have lost, but they'll take those two points, and they weren't great the week before against Cronulla. But I feel like with all their players fit and firing, ready to go, I mean, Ruben Cotter's back in the lineup as well, that there should be no excuses on the Cowboys this week. I think that they're going to bring their best, and I think that, you know, in front of a... <laughs> A different um, arena for both these sides that the fans of Bundaberg really going to inspire some strong performances from both teams but I think the Cowboys should be too strong at the end of the day and I've got the Cowboys winning this one by 12 points and the final game of the round takes place at 4.05pm from Campbelltown Sports Stadium for the first time this year the West Tigers play there and they're going to host the Newcastle Knights and if you're going to miss one game this season make sure you're out make sure you're doing something on a Hopefully what is a lovely Sunday afternoon because I don't know if you want to be at home watching this game of football. It's 15th versus 14th. The Tigers got a a confidence-building win last week. They were enormous against the Broncos, but let's be honest, who knows what you're going to get any time the Tigers take the field. And for Newcastle, there are some serious problems going there at the club at the moment. I don't know what's going on with the David Clemmer situation. Pong is out for the rest of the year. But even take away the controversy off the field, and the reports are a player revolt against the club because of their treatment of David Clemmer, their on-field performances have been terrible. 
And I don't know if Anthony, I don't know if Ryan's the man to carry this team forward or not. He seems like he's out of answers, um, you know, to the point where he's promoting how good he was as an assistant coach because he knows that he is failing it as a head coach at the moment. And whether it's him, poor recruitment from the whole club, I think that somehow the Newcastle probably keeps getting out and supporting these guys at home every time they play there. And it's disgusting that this is the results and this is what, the club's producing week in and week out, and they can't beat the Tigers there this week. I think Adam Bryan should put his resignation in, or, or the club should force something to happen, because honestly, it's not good enough, and um, they look like they've got a, all the resources in the world there, um, and they've recruited all these players, all these different you know coaches and, and different areas from different clubs, and they're just not getting the results on the field at the moment. And really, when you look at their side, they've still got a formidable forward pack at the best, at their best. And um, obviously, their half situation haven't been ideal, but there's no way they should be struggling as much as they are. And I know that Ponga's out for the rest of the season, but if they're fair dinkum, they should at least be in this game against the Tigers this weekend. And as I mentioned, the Tigers played really good last weekend after uh, led by the harsh combination of Dewey and Madden, but and their forwards play good as well, but really they're still inexperienced um, together. And honestly, they're versing the Tigers. They can't get up against the Tigers. They're not going to win a game for the rest of the season. So I'm going to tip the Knights just on, on good will, good faith, even though the Tigers are coming off a good win last week. I don't see them winning two in a row, but honestly, who cares about this game? Let's go the Tigers by one. Why not? So those are my tips for round 21 of the Telstra Premiership. Just to recap... Who I think is going to win this weekend on Thursday night. I've got the Roosters being too strong for the Brisbane Broncos. I've got the Storm being too good for the Titans at 6pm on Friday. 7.55 game. I've got Parramatta in an upset against the Manly Seagulls. Super Saturday, I've got the Rabbitohs being too strong for the Warriors. The Raiders proving that they are finals um, contenders with a huge win over the Panera Panthers. And Cronulla beating the Dragons in that local derby to effectively end the St. George Dragons season. Sunday games, I've got the Cowboys being too good for the Bulldogs up there at Bundaberg. And I've got Newcastle um, showing something for their fans with a win over the West Tigers. Those are my tips for round 21. If you're after a best bet this week, I've been looking and I think that um, the Cronulla Sharks, and I actually took this one from Joel Kane and the Sports Bet podcast, but he raised a really good point. Um, I think it was him anyway, someone on that podcast. The Sharks, 19+. plus. $3.05, I think it's great value. Um, I think you can get on that and make some money. If you're after something a little bit more safe, I'd go the Roosters at $1.55. In with... Um, in with $1.55, let's put them in with the Raiders at two twenty-five, which, again, might not seem safe on paper, but it gives you about three seventy, and I think that the Raiders um, are going to make a big statement over the Panthers this week. So that is Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 21. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I'll see you next week on Tuesday. It's going to be an early podcast next week. I'm going to be raring to go. We're only a month away from the finals. Enjoy your footy this weekend, guys, and um, I'll see you next Tuesday.